morning, everyone, and welcome to the Daily Kofefi. Today is Thursday, November 7th. I'm your co-host, Carter Laren, and I'm joined, as always, by the woman in the hat, the bad man pajama, Carrie Smith. Good morning, Carter. You should also say today is day 21 of our friend Mike Harlow being permanently banned from Twitter and day two of Unsafe Space being censored on Instagram. Yes, I forgot to, uh, I forgot to give the Harlow update, and we'll talk more about... Our Instagram excitement during deprogrammed today, but uh, yeah, doesn't take much. Doesn't take much to get to raise the raise the feathers of the social justice crowd. Um, but for Kofefi, I think it'll be pretty short and sweet today. There's just a few silly little things I wanted to chat about. Um, one of them I find I, I just. I'm kind of shocked. I'm kind. I'm honestly like I know that nothing that the social justice crowd does should shock me, really. But um, so Ben Shapiro. I don't really follow Ben Shapiro. Do you? No, I mean just loosely. I don't. I don't. No, I don't follow him regularly. Every once in a while, I see clips and stuff he's done. I kind. I I like some of the stuff he said. Obviously, some of the stuff I don't agree with. It just. Yeah. Same. So that's that's kind of my relationship with Ben Shapiro. But apparently, um, he is coming to Stanford University to speak, which, if you're in the Bay Area, uh, obviously will trigger you because for some reason, the milk toast lectures of Ben Shapiro are triggering. I mean, he's not that, he's kind of like a neocon. He's, there's nothing. I think we're like nothing actually. No, but because of where we're at in this society, that a very milk toast, just middle of the road neoconservative, who nobody would have batted an eye out in the past, batted an eye out in the past, is now like considered extremist because of where the Overton window is gone. <laughs> right. So they always have a hissy fit when he performs. Now they treat him like Milo, which Milo's not even that. No. Milo's not even extreme either. Milo's provocative, but his political yeah. viewpoint isn't that extreme. Correct. Well, so just for some history, for a little bit of background, I think most people know this, but if you don't know who Ben Shapiro is, he is Jewish, which normally doesn't matter, but will kind of matter in this case because social justice warriors are hilariously hypocritical and horrible people. So here they go. They decided they're going to protest Ben Shapiro visiting Stanford. And this is what they put up. You ready for this, Carrie? Silent rally. 6 p.m. Hoover Tower. We are tired of Stanford administration's complicity in putting black, brown, trans, queer, and Muslim students at risk by allowing SCR to bring Ben Shapiro to campus. We do not protest because we are too sensitive to hear opinions we don't like. We protest because we are strong enough to defend ourselves. Please wear black if possible. But the oh, best wow. part about this is the image. Yeah, it's insecticide, and it says Ben be gone. Did they not know that Hitler compared Jews to insects? Uh, I think maybe they don't know. I don't know. But yes, they made an insecticide, and they put Ben's face on the insecticide. They labeled it Ben be gone, and uh, yeah. See, see, here's That's the crazy the thing. Unlike them... It's funny, my initial reaction is to give them the benefit of the doubt and just assume ignorance instead of evil. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> like, 
are they that idiotic? They don't know. But yeah, they probably are. And probably some of them do know. It's Stanford. Uh, supposedly, these are the elite. These are the these are our future leaders. This is Stanford. It's not, you know, party state university. <laughs> it's Stanford. But yes, um, that's that's what they've done. They've decided to compare him to an insect. Look, I I think um, I think it's offensive, but they have a right to be offensive. That's not that's not my problem. Of course, of course, they have uh, a right to be offensive, and we have a right to call out how awful they are. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's 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 awfully funny that they in the same breath as they're saying we're trying to protect marginalized people they're calling a Jew an insect all in the same breath. It's pretty amazing. Which by the way, they wouldn't defend anyone who's anti-SJW like Ben Shapiro or anyone they wouldn't defend anyone else being offensive in this way. They don't offend my. They don't offend. They don't support Milo being offensive. For example, they call Milo, who's also part Jewish, they call him a Nazi, and they try to ban his speech, and they try to ban Ben Shapiro's speech. And these these kids have no. I mean, I shouldn't call them kids. They're adults. They have no um, historical. A lot of them, I don't think, have any historical knowledge whatsoever. They have the education system has completely failed them. I don't care that they're in an elite school. Um, I went to an elite school. I went to Duke. I didn't have a good historical, but I had a pretty good, I had a really great U.S. history teacher, um, but I didn't have any world history. I didn't have any context for um, the belief system that I was being indoctrinated into in college. And so part of it is just ignorance, but part of it is this just arrogant moral superiority, like they are right and they know what's good and they know what's best and who's evil and that they're the good people. They are they are in for a rude awakening. Like I think hope, hopefully at some point they're going to have a rude awakening where they have to grapple with, with, with themselves in a way where they come to recognize that their behaviors and actions and words don't align with what they, they claim to be about. Yeah. I mean, look, I, at some point I want to have a Godwin's law episode where we just, I've never read Mein Kampf. I've never had a desire to, but I'm pretty sure if we picked it up and started reading it, it would sound very similar to most of what social justice warriors are saying now. Maybe replace a couple words, but uh, they they really are uh, they really are quite hypocritical and vile. These 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 beliefs are pretty vile. Oh, they're totally vile. So anybody who so I was talking with a friend who's got um, a kid who just uh, who's in college. And we we were discussing this recently, and um, she is just now starting to un- like like a lot of people like we've talked about normies, people who have real jobs, real concerns, are dealing with real life, um, don't have the luxury of uh, and the privilege of getting knee deep in this belief system the way that we have and the way that the, and the way that all these college kids are doing the way that the ones who are being indoctrinated are doing and the way that the people in the media have done Um, real people who have real jobs who don't have time to do this and who are just coming into contact with it. She would, she would be one of these people. And so um, in talking with her about a few things, she started to recognize things now that her kid is saying just little things here and there. Not, not that her kid has become an SJW that hasn't happened yet, but certain phrases and like, and stuff that we've trying to, we've tried to talk about on the show, little alarm bells, like the SJW lexicon. She started to recognize some of those things that her kid is coming home with. 
and some of these ideas. And um, it just kind of reinvigorated my desire for us to keep doing this. Not that it was waning, but it's like, yes, this show is very important. Sometimes I feel like we talk about the same ideology a lot, whether it's in Dale Kefefe or on Deprogram, where that specifically is the topic on Deprogram, is my own ideology. But we talk about it on the morning show a lot too. And, um, and but there's a reason for that because there's so many people who haven't, who haven't come into contact with it yet or who have and don't know quite what it is. And it sells itself very good. I mean, look at this. They're like, we care about protecting marginalized people. It's not like, Hey, we're here to censor and bully and shut down people with targeted harassment because we don't like that their ideas oppose our ideology. Right. <laughs> That's what their flyer should say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They might as well have used a Zyklon B canister instead of a, but uh, they're, they're so, they're so bad. They don't know what that is. Oh. Um, <laughs> Well, uh, there's kind of a lighter note, though, because I know, so you and I talked about maybe we want to uh, have a, a little bit of a more light stories sometimes um, or a little bit more positive outlook sometimes because sometimes it can get tiring to just be constantly telling you what's wrong with the world. Um, there's something that I think is kind of funny. Uh, I don't watch Dancing with the Stars. Do you watch Dancing with the Stars? Oh, God, no. I had to watch it one season because I used to represent Margaret Cho and she was on it against my advice. <laughs> Although, to be fair, she seemed to really enjoy it. So may, perhaps my advice was wrong. Um, I had to watch a season of Real Housewives, one of the Real Housewives, <laughs> for a similar reason once. Whew. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was really like, oh, I had to do stuff. Uh, like as part of my job is like, everybody tune in and vote. I mean, even on my personal social media pages, I'm like, let's vote on Dancing with the Stars tonight. Like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, sorry. How do I feel about Dancing with the Stars? Who cares? Guess who, guess who was on it that season, though, that she was on it? And I got to meet him, uh, which, gosh, talk about a 15 minutes of fame. You don't hear about these people anymore. Uh, the situation from Jersey Shore was on it that season. <laughs> you know, I never watched Jersey Shore. I don't know anything about Jersey Shore. And I'm, I'd like to keep it that way. <laughs> well, now you don't have to know. It's, it was in and it was out. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, yeah, but so, so apparently this season, so they have uh, a new voting system this season where uh, the audience gets to vote. And which is much like what you might call democracy, which is what a lot of the left is. They complain about the Electoral College and blah, blah, blah. So we've got more pure democracy on Dancing with the Stars. And for some reason, one of the contestants on Dancing with the Stars is Sean Spicer. Do you remember him? Oh, my gosh. You're kidding. That's nope. hilarious. The press secretary, the White House press secretary. <laughs> The former <laughs> Sean Spicer. What? Okay, we live in a simulation, don't you think? <laughs> it feels like it. <laughs> I mean, if God exists, he's trolling us. Someone said that today to, to us, uh, I think in one of our comments. I forget who it was or I would give you credit. But uh, yes, I agree. If he exists, he's totally trolling. Um, yeah, so Sean Spicer is on Dancing with the Stars. Don't know why. Don't know if he's a good dancer or not. Apparently, he's a bad dancer. But um, he is, the way the new voting works is, um, I guess the audience votes and then the judges can save one couple. So the judges can't kick anyone out, but they can save a couple if the audience doesn't like them. And apparently, 
even though Sean Spicer is bad, the audience has been con- continuing to vote to keep him on the show. So he's still <laughs> on the show. And the leftists are, they're kind of losing their mind. And I don't, I don't mean that really lightly. They also, if you look at a bunch of um, leftist reaction to this on Twitter, Carrie, I don't know that you'll even believe me. They think that Russian bots are involved. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. Russian dance bot. <laughs> they think that Russian bots are involved <laughs> to keep him on the show. Because, um, you know, Alex Jones is a conspiracy theorist. Uh, but, but here we are, leftists. Russian bots are keeping Sean Spicer on Dancing with the Stars. Um... <laughs> Anyway, that is pretty light. They are upset about this. And and they are proposing in in typical leftist hypocrisy, they are proposing, hey, what if we had something kind of like, I don't know, kind of like an electoral college maybe where like the judges' votes were weighted more cuz you know, people don't always make good decisions when they vote. Oh, wow. Oh, really? Really? What an interesting idea, leftists. <laughs> So see, this is illustrative of, again, why it's so important to be, to put your principles above your ideology, whatever your ideology is. And SJWs never do that. And I started to recognize that because they don't, well, stuff like censorship, like us being censored from Instagram, they always, they always are, it's short-sighted. It's like, I support this censorship because it's someone I don't like getting censored, right? Well, the principle, either you support the principle of censorship or you don't. You don't support it when it's someone you don't like. That's dumb because one day it'll be you and there'll be people who don't like you who are happy with it. You know what I mean? It's like they're so short-sighted. They don't, they don't anticipate it catching up with them and they put their ideology above being principled and being consistent. And the same thing with the Electoral College and the popular vote. When I first started seeing that after Trump won, people on my side were all like, let's get rid of the Electoral College. I'm like, are you guys crazy? Because one day that'll bite us in the butt. Like, why are you... It's so short-sighted, but it's like, well, because it's him, they're willing to kick principles of the curb because they put ideology first. And so it doesn't surprise me at all that they would say the opposite. <laughs> they would say the opposite when it would benefit them to be able to get rid of Sean Spicer. They're like, oh, suddenly we love the Electoral College because they don't have principles. Or if they do, well, they This only matters when it's system. important, like Dancing with the Stars, Carrie. Okay. <laughs> well... Um, no, you're right. Wait, you just said something that is, I, we need to, they, sub, they subvert their, well, they subvert their principles to their ideology. So they don't if, have principles. Or if they do, some of them think they do, but, it, but if they, that's why I say exam, if you believe that you have principles, but you're a hypocrite on stuff like this, just take a look at what you think, make a list of what you think your principles are and make a list of what your ideology is about, finds important and see which one trumps the other. I have a friend who is a dear friend who I love who is, I would say she's not a full on SJW. She's a liberal. She's more, she's like somewhere in the middle. She's been swayed by some of these tenets of belief, right? Like she's bought into some of the the crap. She's bought into some of their racist stuff, like their white privilege and white fragility stuff. She, as she's a white woman and she speaks those words and goes out and, you know, I know she's bought into some of it because of her empathy and because they're so good at selling it that way. Um, but she's not like a full on SJW and we, and she still, uh, we will have conversations like we love and respect each other enough that we can disagree and talk about this stuff, even though she 
knows that this is like my crusade is against my old belief system because I think it's so evil. But, um, but we will talk about stuff. And she asked me once, well, what do you mean? What do you mean about principles and ideology? How are they different? Aren't they the same? I was like, no, they're not the same. Your principles are something that you believe in. Well, let me try and define off the top of my head. It's something that you believe in that's a constant. Whether or not it benefits your ideological side, your tribe or not. So either you believe in the principle of innocent until proven guilty or you don't. And it doesn't matter if the person that, that people are trying to convict uh, in, 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 the, uh, in the minds of, of social media and the public or, or um, you know, like when they put Kavanaugh on, on uh, what amounted to a trial in the public eye, right? Um, it doesn't matter if you like Kavanaugh or not. It shouldn't matter who that person is. You either believe in the principle of innocent until proven guilty or you don't. And it could be, you know, you could put Obama there, you could put Trump there. It doesn't matter. Your opinion on innocent until proven guilty should be the same. And so the same thing with a concept like, um, like censorship. I, I, I started to, one of the things that alarmed me about my side was seeing so many people who I had previously respected, who I thought were liberals, um, suddenly get pulled over to this SJW leftism, this, this support of censorship. Um, one, a good friend of mine from from a long time back, from back when I from back when I was in college, and he was like supporting the uh, uh, censorship of Alex Jones, and it wasn't enough for him that Alex Jones had been banned from most of the platforms, but he was still on Twitter, and so this friend was circulating a petition to get him kicked off Twitter, and I'm like, what are you doing, dude? You're supporting censorship. That's not liberal, like, but it's someone he doesn't like, and so. He's subverting his supposed principles. If you asked him, he would have said, I'm against censorship. No, you're not. Look at what you're doing. You're supporting it because it's someone you don't like. That's hypocritical. And that means you're not a principled person. You're an ideologue first. So I know that was a bit of a long little speech there, no, but I, I think that's think, really important. Yeah, no, I think um, I have a couple of comments. I think if I was going to, I think I'm going to try and capture what you're saying about principles, uh, which is, Principles are universal. Um, that's the difference. Principles are universal. Um, and this and universal principles are part of the foundation of Western culture. This is, uh, I, I'll say uniquely Western. I don't mean that in the absolute sense. There may be other cultures that have universal principles. But universal principles uh, in general are much more a foundation of the West than, than other cultures. Um, but I would I would say ideology is really um, almost like marrying your conclusions or marrying like specific outcomes of things rather than like right. So ideology is like, well, Alex Jones is bad, therefore we should censor Alex Jones because the tribe's against Alex Jones. It's much more tribal. So or on the other, the flip side, the tribe saying. Obama is bad, therefore we should, you know, if that were to happen, there are people on the, I just, cause I'm not in the right and I don't have as many examples to give. I know it happens there too. I'm not saying this is exclusive to the tribes on the left. It definitely happens on the right. And sure. Yeah. Sure. The other thing though, I'll say is when I say they don't have principles, I don't, I actually, I don't think they have principles, but I, and I'm not trying to, um, I don't want to excuse them from the responsibility of having principles however however 
in fairness, <laughs> they've been raised in a culture and a school system that has eschewed principled thought. And, you know, this is, this is kind of the William James pragmatism thing that's, that infected education and many institutions a long time ago. There's this idea that principles are impractical, that universal principles are nice in theory, but not in, in fact, like they don't actually work. And so it's this idea that, you know, having principles is a young, naive uh, thing to do. And once you grow up and get old, you realize that there are no real principles. Everything's just compromised for some kind of goal that you want. It's the, you know, the, the end justifies the means. That's, your, that's a really cynical, awful way to live. But that's how we've been taught to live. That's how most people are taught to live. That's why, that's why, that's why idealism is mocked. I don't mean ideology. I mean idealism. That's right. why it's viewed as naive to be like, oh, like, I don't, if you say, for example, uh, I think everyone should be innocent until proven guilty or whatever. You have some universal principle that you apply. Often the response will be, that's just so naive. I mean, there's cases where like they just don't <laughs> believe that anything can be universally applied like that. Yeah, um, but that's the, that to me is really sad because that's evidence of a corrupted and cynical soul. Well, I mean, I think if we're going to talk in terms of soul, yes. Uh, the West soul has been corrupt for a long time. We've, we've corrupted our collective soul. Uh, as a culture a long time ago um and and you know when you send your kids to school and they're taught pragmatism don't be surprised when they grow up to be unprincipled because they were principles were mocked right yeah that's that's what happens but anyway i still think the sean spencer thing is funny I do too. Well, I because the idea of Russian bots who care about a dance show. I mean, we didn't even. I didn't even know it was on that show. I didn't even know the show was still on the air. Um, and I haven't heard about him in a while. So I'm just imagining him doing pirouettes or whatever the ballerina stuff is. Yeah, like, maybe you know, like, like the the Russian <laughs> like the Russian dance thing. That was me doing Russian. He dance. should really run with it and do a routine where he's like dancing with robots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should do a Russian dance with robots. <laughs> that should be the next. By the way, um, I think what, what's going to happen, the other thing that I think is funny about this is now that they're complaining about it loudly, people like me are going, how do I vote on Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to go vote for Sean Spicer. I don't, I don't like him particularly. I don't care, but I think it's hilarious that they're so triggered by it that I, with, more people are going to vote for the guy now. <laughs> by the way this it always it always struck me as like um what is to stop people from choosing to vote for people who aren't good dancers because it's entertaining to watch them i mean right like it, i'm sure it's but if he's not a good dancer it, and you don't like him politically or ideologically why wouldn't you want to see him humiliate himself every week <laughs> right it'd be funny yeah yeah but they you know they take themselves seriously and they take their ideology seriously so it's it's sean spicer is a mockery of everything for them if he's a bad dancer which apparently oh my gosh so um okay let's wrap up kafefi so we can prepare for deprogrammed although kafefi obviously we pre-record this one it's going to air after deprogram but we have to deprogram hasn't happened for us yet we have to go get right. ready it'll happen soon you know there's one other thing that i do want to I, I don't want to end on a sad note but it's an important note to for people to know and i mentioned this to you off air the other day but i think it's important to um, tell people. 
So we talked about the Electoral College. You know about this movement, the National Popular Vote Scheme we've talked about before, Carrie? Yes, yes. Um, this is the idea to, um, states are then are saying basically, we'll throw our Electoral College votes behind whomever wins the popular election. And this is meant to undermine the idea of an Electoral College. Now, of course, California loves this kind of crap. Um, but Californians also have a lot of disposable income. There's a lot of wealth in California. And they are not limited. You saw already how they supported Beto's campaign in Texas. Oh, yeah. Right? It was hugely supported by people from out of state, mostly California and New York. Right. Well, a friend of mine from Colorado sent me this. She got an email that says, Patriots. <clears throat> so she's on, she's on a kind of email list that will call people Patriots. Uh, one of the reasons to love her. Um, but uh, so she gets this email that says, Patriots. Supporter of, supporters of the National Popular Vote Scheme just filed their first campaign finance report in Colorado. Okay, so this is a, an organization trying to get Colorado to adopt the National Popular Vote, right? And they, they write, you won't believe what's in it. Of the contributions where yes on National Popular Vote reported donor information, so of the reports for donor information, over 98% of the money they raised came from California. You read that right. 98% of the money raised by Colorado's yes on national popular vote campaign came from California. And the reason this is important to note is California, I really, it really is, it's like a, um, what's a good analogy? I feel like California is a tub full of botulism. It's just like, it's don't go anywhere near it because it's just going to infect you. Like it's it's gonna spread everywhere, um, and uh, they just keep in mind, keep in mind what these the leftists, these wealthy leftist elites are doing. They are literally trying to undermine this system of government by paying people to to vote for them, basically paying for campaigns to, to convince people to vote. Um, it's pretty dangerous. So. I know that I want to move out of California, but if I were you in Colorado or Texas, I would be like, Californians, get out. We don't, we don't want Californians. Go home. Well, let me be clear. Uh, I moved here from California to Texas, from California, and I've met, uh, even this week, I met some people uh, from California who are considering moving here who I said, I officially grant entry. <laughs> well, but those are not normal. Those are rare. Right, right. Most, okay, so there are people moving here from California, like myself, who are coming to Texas because we want to live in Texas because we are cognizant of the fact that the reason we want to live in Texas is because the policies are different than where we came from. It's not California. Right, it's not California. Then there are the majority of the people coming here from California who, yes, I, I, would, I would say I, I wish they were not coming here because they want to change it. They, want, they are leaving California because it's unlivable, and then they're coming to Texas and wanting to create another California, which is just ridiculous. Um, I saw this girl the other day, I had this shirt that said, uh, oh my gosh, I got to find out where to get this. It said, you know, native Austinite, like the few and the proud, and on the back it said, don't move here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can't blame you. I mean, I, I can't blame the Texans for not wanting Californians to move. So, but they're moving their money and it's something to watch out for and be careful for. And you just saw it. One of the reasons that Virginia, I know I mentioned this yesterday, but one of the reasons Virginia switched to Democrat 
um, was uh, Bloomberg vastly outspent uh, everyone else getting Democrats in Virginia. Bloomberg's not in Virginia, obviously. He just wants Democrats in Virginia. The NRA, I think, spent like 300K or something trying to get Republicans elected to protect gun rights, and he spent like a couple million bucks or over, over that. So um, New York guy interfering in Virginia. and right. This is what the left is doing. Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, because of where we're at now culturally, um, where the Overton window has shifted. Um, in the past couple of years, you know, I, I left my ideology and I've definitely changed on a, on some, a couple of policy issues and I've changed my position on personal issues a lot. And, but, but, but I haven't changed all that much when it comes to policy. However, the left has changed around me to such a degree the left has moved so far to the crazy SJW left. No borders. No, you know, let, let's use taxpayer money to pay for stuff for people who are, who are undocumented, who, who come into the country illegally. Like they've moved so far on all these different issues that they, they're, they're, they're speaking now. Like they, they used to lie and I believed it that they didn't want to take guns away. They just wanted common sense gun control. Now they're saying stuff like let's repeal the second amendment. They've, they are for censorship. They are for banning speech that they've become so illiberal that I find myself uh, more often than not feeling safer around conservatives than I do around someone. It, it depends on what I have to, I have to find out when I meet someone on the left, like, mm, are you a leftist or are you a liberal? <laughs> like, right. Right. So, well, that's the thing about the, the busybody authoritarians who are the vast majority of the leftists at this point. Um, they don't even like the idea. They don't like the idea that there's 50 states and each state has its own culture and can get to do, like, aside from the fact that the Second Amendment is a federal law or federal, you know, it's part of the Constitution and it should apply to all the states. Just putting that aside for a second, the idea that one state over here would have, like, a little bit more libertarian or conservative leaning uh, and people there like that, that bothers them. They don't, they don't want any other state doing anything other than the authoritarian radical leftism. They, they want socialism for everyone. This is one of the things that, you know, I say this as a, as a uh, anarcho-capitalist quite a lot to people. Like, if you have an, an actual free society with no initiation of force, and then you have the non-aggression principle, you have an anarcho-capitalist society, socialist, you are welcome. You are welcome to go form a little commune on your own with your own rules that you all decide to voluntarily abide by and you can share each other's stuff and do your thing, we'll leave you alone. In fact, if it's more successful and you end up producing goods at a cheaper rate, we'll buy them, we'll trade with you. But the reverse is not true. When you look at the leftists, uh, their ideology, what they want to implement, they want a complete authoritarian control over everyone. And if you've got a bunch of people who's like, and they now want we want a little force, bit more freedom in this area. You can't go do that. You're not allowed to step out. They want to force it the way that they want to live on you. Yes. Um, yeah. You know what? This is an aside. We really have to wrap this up. But just quickly, uh, in Texas here this past week, on October 29th, they found this um, this mother who is a gun control activist who's done a lot of, like the typical kind of, NPC SJW posts. She's posted a lot of crazy stuff about 
and you know Trump stuff and and she's posted you know she's in photos wearing shirts with like you know women the women are the future kind of stuff like the you know women and treat them da 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 and she's posted all this anti gun stuff. She just shot and killed her three kids under the age of twelve and killed herself like murder suicide triple murder suicide uh, because her divorce the, a week after her divorce was finalized and. Um, and I was reading about that this morning, just thinking like, oftentimes they are, they project, we've talked about this before, they engage in projection. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the, the people who think that, that, um, that guns should be illegal because, uh, because it's, I think it's almost like a, a person like that in the back of her mind somewhere she knows that we, that society needs to be protected from her. Do you know know what I mean? Guns have agency because they feel unable to control themselves. Yes. Yes. A person like that's unable to control themselves. And um, yeah. So anyway, I don't know. That's a really dark note to end it on. I'm still thinking about it. I just read about it this morning, but it's like, it's super dark. Um, You're right. You're right. It is. I think like you're right about projection. I think you're right. I think they, they look around and they're like, well, there needs to be a law to do this because if there weren't, I certainly would want to go like, yeah. need, I need to be kept away from guns. Therefore guns should be illegal. Like that's their subconscious. Yeah. Right. So um, it just really, yeah, really depressing. And on a positive note, I'll give positive. We can end on positive gun news. Ready? Okay. I'm sure you saw this. I don't know. Oh, the woman who protected her family. Yes. The pregnant woman who, shot the intruders who were, I guess they were, they beat up her husband and they were attacking her. She was pregnant, killed them with an AR-15. I saw that. And I saw her husband's face all swollen and beat up and yeah, defended herself with an AR-15. And where's that in the news? Yep. CNN actually, in fairness, CNN did tweet it, although they said it was an automatic weapon, um, (laughs) which I like. So CNN is advocating for automatic weapons for self-defense, which I'm totally... I'm I'm on board with you, CNN. Automatic weapons for everyone. Woohoo! These people are and morons. No, I don't support automatic weapons. Everybody, don't get it twisted. Carter and I disagree on this. I know, but, but I do. The point being, for anyone who doesn't know, we should be. Automatic weapons are an AR-15 is not an automatic weapon. They're already illegal. It's very, 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 very hard to get one. It's almost impossible. They're already essentially illegal in the U.S. and in the media it continues to call AR-15s everything from weird vague terms that don't mean anything like assault weapon to actually like factually incorrect terms like automatic and and of course they did of course they called it that that's hilarious none of the gun crimes none of the mass shootings you've seen none of the gun crimes you read about zero of them are committed with automatic weapons just to be clear so when if you if you read a gun crime about an automatic weapon it's a lie just hasn't happened doesn't happen you know more than the media So on that note, uh, go get yourself an AR-15 to protect your family and join us for Covfefe tomorrow morning. We'll do a live Covfefe tomorrow morning. And don't forget about book club. What is it? November 17th at 5 p.m. Pacific, Coddling of the American Mind. Yep. We'll see you then. Goodbye, guys. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for watching, subscribing, liking. Um, Please continue to support us and help us out. Appreciate all all your support. See you later.